With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. I'm reading through the American Covenant book to refresh my mind. It's kind of like when I read the Word of God. I've, I've read so much of it for 30 years, but it's, it's uh, you, you, you've never quite mastered it. It's something to be mined, and there's more treasure the deep, deeper that you, you dig. And our minds need to be refreshed, and we need to remember the principles over and over again. Uh, and it's the same for me with the American Covenant, because we have been given such a... Uh, uh, a historical diet that is void of all of the essential vitamins and minerals, we're being taught uh, as young people in the nation to think that this is uh, almost a bad nation, that it was founded on all the wrong principles by the wrong kind of people, and that couldn't be further from the truth. But if you don't remember what our forefathers taught us, and that's essentially what we're going to go over here tonight, we can be easily fooled and we can be easily misled, and our future is in great jeopardy. So I'm, I'm really excited to be talking with you again about the mandates from heaven. We've been getting more and more mandates out in uh, my part of the country. I know that what happens out on the West Coast spreads all the way to the middle of the country. And so that's why we need to stick together as the family of faith, and we need to speak the truth, and we need to embrace these things with all of our hearts. And, and we need to understand that covenant keepers win and covenant breakers lose. And at the end of the day, politics cannot save our nation. Only a revival of the family of faith that begins to diffuse the principles of faith's, uh, of the book in faith's hand into every sphere of life. Uh, so, Marshall, um, we were talking earlier today about the, uh, the, the importance of memorials. Uh, statues are being pulled down all over the country, and this is perhaps the most precious and important one in the whole nation, don't you think? Oh, by far. This is the most important. It's also the largest granite monument in America, and it's been there for uh, well over 100 years, 150 years now, uh, but it's almost forgotten on top of the hillside. Uh, how did that happen? Well, the same thing happened to us that happened to ancient Israel back uh, several thousand years ago when they crossed over the Jordan River, and God stop the river. It's hundreds of feet in the air and four million people cross across that 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 barren, dry piece of riverbed. Now, let, take, let, yes. let, me, let, me, let me just mention here now, he's talking about water standing up and the Israelites passing through. Now, that reminds me of the, the exit out of Egypt going through the Red Sea. But then later in the story, the Israelites are wandering in the desert for 40 years, and then God brings them into the promised land by crossing another body of river, which is the Jordan River, and he does the same thing. He splits the waters, and they cross on dry land. Okay, so th that's where we are. Exactly. And as they crossed, they were told to pick up 12 stones at the bottom of the, where the river used to be and stick it on the top of Mount Gilgal and put it in the form of a monument so that these stones, and they were asked, well, why... You know, a generation and a half later, when the grandchildren asked, why are those stones up on the top? The answer was, oh, this was put up there so that when we forget, we can remember this is where God parted the parted the river and we came across. In other words, a remembrance. That's the reason we have landmarks of our father 
or they're called Gilgal stones throughout history. And if we lose these great remembrances, yeah. we forget who we are. If we forget who we are, then anybody can come along and make us into whatever they want. And that's what's happened. We're turning into socialists because we've forgotten that we were biblically based people who loved God and that's followed right. his principles. That, that, that's right. One of the, one of the, the, the symptoms of a godless nation is that when prosperity comes, it produces amnesia. Have you ever met somebody who uh, they, they, they made it big, they got their big break, suddenly they're a star for whatever reason it is, they're making all sorts of money, and then they forget their roots, you know, and people say, you know, this guy forgot where he came from, and now he thinks he's better than other people, and he doesn't remember that it was a bunch of other people that helped him get the opportunity, and God who gave him the ability, and and we forget in our arrogance that we are totally dependent upon God. And when we have that kind of amnesia and that kind of arrogance, we're very vulnerable to a great big fall. And as a nation, that's what these memorials are for, so that we never have amnesia about how we got to be so blessed. And we never have the arrogance that makes us think that we did it on our own. This is to remind us, just like those piles of stones reminded the Israelites that it was God who delivered them from the wilderness. It was God who delivered them from uh, slavery in Egypt. And if they ever forgot that, they would fall again and judgment would fall on them as a nation. And uh, I don't want that to be the same story here in our American Republic due to arrogance and amnesia. And so that's why the pilgrims left us this. All great revivals begin with remembrance. Jesus said to the church at Ephesus, which had fell away, remember in the, in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, he said to them, here's the solution to your problem. You've fallen away from me. He said, remember from whence thou hast fallen, has fallen. Repent and do the deeds you did at first. Remember, repent, and turn back to the things you did at first. You did at first. That's what we need to do as a people. That's why we're having these tours across the country. Yeah. That's why we're going back these months because the beginning of revival in America is to remember what God has done. Then we repent. We have something to repent of. Oh, it's us. It's not the enemy. It's us. We're the ones that forgot the greatest heritage the world's ever That's known. That's right. And that's encouraging to me to say, you know, the reason that we've fallen, according to God's word, is not because of the enemy. Is the enemy real? Yes. Are they causing problems? Yes. But God says, I'll take care of your enemies. He always has said that throughout scriptures, is, is that we just have to remember, we as the family of faith, we as the ones who are called by God's name, need to repent and remember to do the first things. Love God with all of our heart. Love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the essence of the covenant. The American covenant is we're in sacred relationship with God and with one another. He has our backs and we have one another's backs. And when we apply his word to everything, government, school, church, family, it works and it produces blessing. So Marshall, can you just quickly explain this pile of stones and, and what it means? What, what is this uh, great big figure at the top here? Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think Traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, 
we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Her name is Faith, and you see her down here. She talks about her, and she basically has her finger pointed to heaven. And it's not just a general belief in some kind of a deity. It is a specific God of the Bible, because we know the Bible is over here. The it's Bible's the Geneva Bible. It's the famous Bible of the pilgrims. And, of course, it's opened, and its pages are open because it shows that she reads it. And we know she reads it because she has the star of wisdom. She is literally getting wisdom from the scriptures as to know how to live her life and the life of the nation. In other words, she's symbolically saying, if we follow through wisdom, the word of God, then we will be blessed. And here's the strategy to save America. It's right there. And this is, again, so that we will remember. And that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about the American Campfire Revival. You know, we, we can watch our favorite news show and we can, we can get ready for uh, the coming challenges and crises. However, when the false system falls down, which false systems always do. It's like a great big tree, tree that looks big and giant at the top with these heavy branches, but has no roots. That's what a false system does is it just blows over in the wind. And when, when that happens, will we have the knowledge? Will we have remembered what makes for a strong nation so that we can replace weakness with strength? So this biblical faith uh, here is now expressed through these four uh, smaller figures here. And the first is morality. Faith is expressed through morality, and she's holding the Ten Commandments in her hand and the scroll of Revelation in her right hand. Once faith enters the heart, you're becoming a new creature, and now you want to do what's right and good in the eyes of God. Once you have morality, now you can make good laws in your country, and government is under the sovereignty of the God of heaven. Some people think that government and law and politics is somehow a secular in a secular category, not stuff that the family of faith should really be concerned about. Not true, not according to God and not according to our founding fathers. In fact, it was people in the, in the family of faith that made sure that government didn't go corrupt. And so the man of law is here making sure that his laws in his hand are lining up under faith's laws in God's word so that good remains good, evil becomes uh, remains evil and the evil is punished and the good is rewarded. And once you have good laws in your nation, now you have the ability to educate your children. And, and why is it important to educate your children these things? Well, of course, how can you pass it on a heritage if they forget? That's, that's the Gilgal's one. If you forget to teach your children the mighty deeds of God, then in the next generation, it says in Psalms, that they will rise up and they will run from, in the day of battle, they will run from the field. And, and we see that today, right? We see people running away from church and running away from faith because they've forgotten that it's the key, it's the source of all of our blessing, and they've been taught by those who want to rewrite history so we can't remember, and they, they want to replace it with a false history that makes us actually hate the things that produce blessing. Absolutely. 
And, and that's why when we understand these things, this is not anti-intellectual. This is actually the intellectual answer to how America was built and how that's it right. can be saved. We don't need to stand back and say, oh, that's all Jesus, you know, somehow he understands it. We just need to kind of, you know, have our songs and our hymns and go back to church and kind of uh, let the world, let the world do take care of government. No, no. This is the structure and only intelligent, wise individuals who know God should be in control of government because only then are you going to have the freedom that we all want. So once you educate your children and they become wise in God's ways and they understand and they embrace the mandates from heaven, what does it produce? And here's the final expression of this uh, biblical wise faith. And his name is Liberty. And the man, uh, uh, the man of Liberty, the Liberty man is free. He's free inside from the power of sin. He's free externally from tyrants and the mandates uh, of man because he has put himself under, uh, he has put himself, submitted himself to the mandates from heaven. And he's wearing the full armor of God. He has the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God in his, uh, in his hand. And the chains on his wrists and ankles are broken because tyranny has been overthrown. And you can see here on his shoulder, the claw of the lion of tyranny that represented England and uh, the hide of the lion across his back. And on his, his right is his, his wife and her name is Peace. And she's successful. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's prosperous. Uh, and she's, she's uh, overflowing with gifts, uh, fruit and, and vegetables and all sorts of things for her family and friends because the man of liberty is free. And he is the result of remembering this important biblical strategy that our founding fathers understood and built this nation on. Beginning with faith in God's word, letting it transform our heart, giving us character and virtue that we then use to create the laws that punish evil and reward the good, training our children in these things. That's why history is so important. That's why teaching our kids the Bible is so important. And that leads us to liberty and freedom. Let's embrace the mandates from heaven together as a family of faith and remember uh, where we have come from and return to the things that we did at first. I think we should remember as Ronald Reagan did. It was actually on January 19th of 1989, Ronald Reagan gave his last speech to the American people and he went into the, into the White House and right there in his Oval Office, he said this, he said, the number one problem, I leave you with this warning, America. He said, the number one problem in America is not terrorism. The number one problem in America is not inflation or the economy. I could talk about those all night, he said. No, the number one problem is we have forgotten why the pilgrims came to America. This is our great president, Ronald Reagan, who understood, I know that, from his own, from his own son, Michael, who told me the story of he, he so feared that we would lose our country because we lost this pilgrim heritage that when he was inaugurated president and it was so cold outside, they had to do it in the rotunda, he set up at a tire platform and there was a giant painting, one of the big paintings right, there, right. it's 18 by 24, and it's of the pilgrims praying on their ship as they're coming to America That's with right. a big rainbow. And he, he actually had his inauguration there so the American people could see behind him the pilgrims landing. That's how important he felt it was that we remember this pilgrim heritage. And we must remember it again, Kurt. Um, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KurtCameron.com.